Hi, this is Ivanya Easley with The Closet Chronicles. I am the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and styled by Love E. This podcast is all about talking with other people in the fashion industry, sharing gems, helping you to be able to build your business, grow your business, or even start your business by talking to people that have already started, already in the process, already building. So today we have a special guest. She is going to share all about her fashion journey thus far, give y'all some great advice, and we're just going to go from there. So welcome, Taylor. Introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, my name is Taylor. Um, Currently, I am what I like to call a banking professional by day, and I am a fashion journalist and editor by passion. Um, I say that because, um, you know, I'm in a point in my life right now where I'm multifaceted. Um, I still have a nine to five, but I also still chase my dreams nine to five as well um, because I still often see myself or find myself working on my passions and side hustles even at work because, you know, the the grind should never stop, right? Um, I'm also a mom. I'm also a girlfriend (laughs) of many, many, many things. And yeah, just enjoying this thing called life. Love it. Love it. And I love the transparency because, of course, at the end of the day, sometimes with social media, it makes it look like everybody's a full-time entrepreneur. Everybody's Mm -hmm. all got it together. And it's definitely a process. It's a journey. I was a part-time stylist for like 10 years before I found was like, okay, I'm taking the leap to do this full-time. And even then, it was because the recession happened and I lost my day job. So it kind of forced Mm -hmm. me to get out there and sink or swim. And so I've been able Mm -hmm. to keep swimming since so because you worked in corporate right yes i have mm-hmm. a master's in finance so i was in banking as well <laughs> and then <laughs> i did accounting so yeah definitely i would say your job if anything people need to look at the job as their first investor because the great thing about having a steady income is you have money to invest in your business once you're mm-hmm. out here full time that money be coming up and down ebbs and flows Trust me, I, I got a taste <laughs> of it the beginning of this year i was what they call unemployed for the first six months well actually about five months of the beginning of the year and I got my taste of it you know I was making money here and there um I had like a few clients on retainers and you know I I did I was able to have money coming in but like you said it's nothing like being able to finance your dreams with that steady income until you can like that's that's very important yeah yeah i mean because shoot in the beginning it'd be like lord i don't know do i need to go make work tell me something what's going on (laughs) yeah i remember one time i went seven days without getting paid and it felt like 70 and when i looked i was like it was only seven days oh my god (laughs) yeah but just knowing that you didn't have like no you have nothing in your bank account girl yes yeah that's 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 heartbreaking it is yes (laughs) But now, you know, I'm used to it as far as like I get paid basically almost every day at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just ebbs and flows, different yeah. amounts all the time. So it's just constantly flowing that I don't even think about like, oh, you know, I've gotten out of the every two week schedule because mm-hmm. it's been so long, 12 years since I've had it. So it's kind of like, ah, it's whatever. It always is coming, it's going, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 what it's, it's doing what it's going to do. Yeah. So. How did you even get started in wanting to be a fashion journalist? Because you're one of the few people I've met or personally that 
uh, writes fashion or does fashion as far as journalism. Most mm-hmm. people always want to be a designer or stylist or mm-hmm. something else, but I love that you're wanting to write about it. So how did mm-hmm. you get started in that? Um, I've kind of always done it. Um, for example, when I was in high school, I was on yearbook team so like I was on a cheer team for example and I I literally designed and wrote our whole cheer page so it was just things like that that I've always done um just because I love it yeah just doing it naturally exactly and um also when I got into college um my I had a professor I was in a journalism class because I got my undergrad in public relations so that's one of the things about public relations is you have to go you don't have to be a good writer but they encourage you to be a great writer so I was taking this journalism class and of course you know we had to submit and do research and um write and I had a professor tell me you're really good and I wrote a piece and he said, can I publish this in our the student newspaper? And I was like, sure. So from there, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I am good at this. It was kind of like an aha moment for me. Like, okay, this is something that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, after I graduated from undergrad, I went on to pursue my master's degree in luxury and fashion management. Mm-hmm. And um, still from there, I wasn't thinking about journalism. I ended up doing some, I did about three internships. Um, mm-hmm. I was really big on trying to get my experience in the yeah. industry. But my internships were for public relations. But of course, they had clients that were in the fashion industry, like Jada Cheese, um, Nicole Lennell. So I got to work on a lot of great accounts. Well, for one of my internship programs, um, we we were basically account executive so our whole job was to pitch her clients right to like Mm -hmm. um, media outlets and I was the only I was the only intern to land a feature in Sheen magazine oh awesome yeah so from there I had to connect that Sheen and I don't know it's just something about me when I get these ideas like literally I can get an idea at (laughs) three o'clock in the morning and I'm just like I need to do that and that's what happened I, I I thought about it and I was like I should reach out to my connect at Sheen and see what it what does it take to write for Sheen I already mm-hmm. got published let's like what do I need to do that's and that's literally what I did and from there that's how it all started um and I basically um kind of crafted my skills to be able to that I was already pursuing my master's degree in fashion so of course mm-hmm. I'm, I'm studying um all things all facets all facets of the industry and yes. I tailored my my writing skills to be able to speak on fashion beauty and lifestyle actually mm-hmm. um but fashion just kind of has always been a um a creative outlet for me yeah so I mean it just it all it all came naturally and from there I really I, I learned that um I like writing and I began to take it seriously. I began to, you know, I guess just take a stand on okay, if this is something I want to do, I need to fulfill it full on. And then that's how everything else came about. I love that. I love that. Now, what are some of the different publications that you've written for? Mm-hmm. Um, I've written for this publication called Grown Mag. Sheen Magazine is like my main. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a 
contracted yes. writer with them. And um, newly this year, I signed on with Grind Pretty magazine, um, which oh, is this, okay. yes, which is this awesome, awesome publication. Um, they actually were at an event I just did this past Saturday. They came to present one of the designers that I work with. She mm-hmm. got a feature in the magazine, so they came and brought her the magazine in person at the pop up. So it was nice. Oh, that's nice. Mimi yeah. came. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she is the founder. Um, we share women of color stories. Um, that's just what we're all about. We love making connections and partnerships with women who not only are entrepreneurs, but women who are in corporate, but yeah. are still on their hustle and they're grinding pretty. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, what advice would you give to anybody wanting to go the same path as you as far as being a writer and a fashion journalist? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say take that leap of faith, whatever it is. Um, my leap of faith was quitting my job about a year ago because um, I just had to focus on some things. And like I said, that's why I went into the partly of the year unemployed, um, which was really hard, but it allowed me to really um, focus on my craft and be able to say, okay, I'm taking a pay cut, but it, it opened up so many, many, many doors for me. Um, so whatever that leap of faith that you have in your heart that God is telling you to do, trust in him and do that. Um, and because at the end of the day, he has the last say so. And always just as if I think um, <laughs> I used to get people tell, to tell me that, oh, journalism and and magazines and publications is dying. Nobody wants to read magazines anymore, um, which which was very well true. Um, but I feel like because we're moving in a digital space, it's just it's it's we're moving into a new era of media, of magazine publications, and all all of those things. Um, so I never let anyone tell me that what I was doing was dated. Yeah. On top of the fact, even though magazines, as far as the glossies, are like the actual physical copies are dying online is still you know people are still reading magazines digitally online people are still reading online so mm-hmm. the writing is never going to go away regardless of if the physical copy there is there or not right and that's so, the yeah. that's what I love about writing too because you're telling a story yeah um that's the one thing people are going to always want to go for even books you know people feel like oh nobody goes to the library anymore but it's it's not for everybody yeah. I, I know people who love reading books. I know people who I love do. reading magazines. Um, I love to read uh, books and I used to collect magazines. But I mean, you know, I'm also old school. So I'm used to before internet was big like that. So yeah. I'm always that was like your out read books. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. It's, I mean, everything is not for everybody. But I love when, um, like, for example, I wrote a I wrote up on Atlanta Fashion Week. You know, we we both were at Atlanta Fashion yeah. Week. And somehow, I have no idea how, but the founder of SCAD, which is, I'm, a, I'm an alum, SCAD alumni, she oh, found yeah. my article because I mentioned that, you know, how at first I got, I was in the fashion program and how, like, SCAD is doing all of these great things for mm-hmm. fashion creatives. And somehow, she found that article. She mentioned me and posted my article on LinkedIn. And I just thought that was huge because I'm just oh, like, you know, yeah, it's like little on me. But she she saw that and she recognized that. And it's just things like that. I love when 
when people feel inspired when they read something I love being able to tell a story also um, because yeah. I think that's the magic in it like you know sometimes you can read things like I've read plenty of books or things and I'm just like uh, I'm not interested even when I flip through magazines like I'm not literally reading everything but it's yes. something that catches my eye every time and that's what I love so I love being able to create, create those moments that mm-hmm. are eye-catching um, through words which is kind of hard to do um totally agree yeah i love when i read a book and it just grabs me and i can't put it down yes yeah you're like i can't even stop because it's just that good and mm-hmm. i think it's really powerful when you can move people with your words which is what i love about music and just words in general i just love words cards books music and how people put words together to you know make you feel an emotion right or learn yeah. or you know exactly anything. the emotion part the you're able to create that connection um yeah I think that's great now I know you said of course people need to stay passionate Mm -hmm. to um be able to move forward but also are there any steps that you would tell people like hey if you're interested in doing this Mm -hmm. then you should you know even if they're already done with school maybe they don't want to go back to school but like what are some Mm -hmm. practical steps they can do to get started in the business or like, or how did you find your internships or mm-hmm. what are some actionable steps they might can take just to try to get started and moving forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there, there were three main things that I did. I was really heavy on internships and not just, it wasn't even just like corporate internships. It was internships with people who were in the same industry as me, right? Yeah. People that I felt inspired, inspired by. Um, and they kind of took me under their wings to be able to show me the ropes, whether that was in public relations, whether that I was literally, whether I was the assistant, whether I'm just running errands, like I've done it all. Um, But I think what it taught me was, of course, hard work. It taught me that being in this industry, you won't get paid for everything that you do. And that's okay. It's all about the experience at the end of the day, which, and what you can learn from that. Um, so I think internships are, are really big. The only thing that I, I, I want people to, these like companies and entrepreneurs to change about internships is stop just making them for people who are in college or pursuing a degree. Because like you said, um, there have been times when I was, I was done with college, even after my master's program. And I'm like, I, I still wanted to get out there in the field and, you know, the internships are the best way for that. But when you look at the requirements and they want you to be pursuing a degree, not everybody, you know, feels like they even want to pursue a degree because some, let's yeah. be honest, some of these job titles, you don't need a degree. Yes. Um, so I, I would like to see more companies actually offer internships and even programs for us 25 and older people, you know, to where we can still be in the field, get our feet wet and get that experience and even just figure out if if journalism, if um, styling, fashion styling is even what you want to do. Um, yeah. I think internships are great for that. Exactly. Um, they definitely then, are. Yes. And then I would say research. Um, a lot of the things that I found out about journalism, I had to research and do it on my own. I had to figure out who to talk to. I had to figure out, okay, how do I write an article? Like yeah. that's something I had to kind of figure out or for myself read magazines again. Like, cause like you, I collect magazines as well. So I had to go back to a lot of my magazines because a lot, a lot of things are copy and paste, um, yeah. whether we realize it or not. 
Um, you're not innovative. You're not, you're, you're always doing something that somebody has already, has already created and done. So it's all about um, making it your own though. So I would go back and read um, articles that I felt like were really great and get inspired by that for my own writing and um, not being afraid to reach out to people. Um, and this is something that I'm just not learning, but before I would, I would get so like nervous and scared if I see somebody who, I mean, you know, I look up to them and they're right in my face. I have this opportunity, but I'm like, I'm scared. I don't want her to feel like, you know, I'm trying to pick her brain too much. I don't want her to feel like I'm trying to be like her. But one thing I realized is a lot of people are just always just inspired just to be in a room. So for you to look up to someone, you know, you shouldn't feel like they're looking down on you. And even if they are, that's their problem. That's their their own issue. So I've been um, doing a lot of networking this year, trying to get myself out there um, in whatever room I'm in, knowing that I belong in the room and that I'm, it's a reason I'm in that room. Um, I love that. Yeah, because you can't be scared to shoot your shot. All of the worst thing they can say is no. Exactly. No is just a not yet, but at least you're confident enough and people got to respect that you're confident enough Mm -hmm. to even ask. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing usually more with women than men, because men have know how to do a job and still have the audacity to apply, ask for the most amount of money, et cetera, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. it's important for women, especially younger women coming up to be like, you know what, let me boss up and go in here and demand my worth and value as well. Yes. And another thing that um, life is teaching me right now is that you don't have to be the CEO or the uh, founder or the, you know, the boss necessarily to be a businesswoman. Exactly. Um, And that's like literally another aha moment for me, like in the last few months. Um, For example, I've been on this journey with Grind Pretty. So I'm I'm also a writer, but because I have my I have a degree in public relations, fashion management, um, I'm I'm being I'm able to put put it to use. Yes. Um and I've been in a position with Grind Pretty to where I am basically acting as a uh a, a third party, we'll say, where I'm connecting um businesses and entrepreneurs and fashion creatives and creating partnerships right so what i'm doing is instead of pitching through email um Mm -hmm. because like i said i've done a lot of that i've done a lot of internships and if you know anything about public relations those cold email pitching email pitches are very critical right but i have stepped into a position where I'm connecting in person with people. So like I said, this year I was all about attending events and meeting people, connecting. Well, I'm now using those connections to be able to create partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I want to move into as well. I don't know what I'm going to call that part of my career, tastemaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, mm-hmm. I'm having a lot, a lot of fun with it um, because I'm, I'm meeting a lot of influential people. I'm meeting a lot of business owners. Um, and just learning them. And I'm also still able to tell their story. Um, yeah. So whether I'm doing love that. them or whether I'm connecting them with Grind Pretty to get their business, to get more business exposure for them. Um, 
just all about creating partnerships, which I think is really important in this day and age. Um, because a lot of people, they have the talent, they have, they have the material, but they don't have the resources that they need for their brands to grow for their, um, for the opportunities. Yes. Um, so that's one thing that I've been working on and, um, it's allowed me to put myself out there more and just meet new people. Yeah, definitely. Your gifts are always a make a way for you. Um, is what one of my friends had just told me the other day. And I was like, Oh, that is so true. And opportunities for, like you said, different streams of revenue, by doing something you're organically or already naturally doing. Cause that just happened to me recently with some pop-ups. So I, I love that. I thank you again for taking the time to chat with us. Any last words, of course you want to share. And then of course, tell me what's coming up with you now that we're in this new year. Um, Well, for 2023, like I said, I want to focus on um, creating partnerships between different brands business owners and also what's happening in 2023 grand pretty face is happening in april i hope to see you there um we expect a really really big turnout Um, where is it gonna be it'll be in atlanta i don't know the exact location don't give me the line i don't know the exact location right now um but we are you know still in the planning phases of course but we're 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 hitting the road and um, yeah, it's going to be really big. Last year, we had Claire Summers, we had Pretty V, we had uh, Meal Organics. We did a five, I know it was a 10K elevator pitch contest um, for businesses. Awesome. Um, so this year, we expect the same thing. We expect to have some really um, heavy hitters in the building. DJ Tracy Steele will be the um, DJ. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do an elevated pitch contest as well. And we'll have just some great things um, going on for women of color and their businesses. Awesome. I love that. Well, of course, I'm going to tag you when um, we post this and um, people will be able to follow you. And they'll be able to stay up to date on when that's happening and all you have going on. And, of course, every time you write something new and get a feature that we'll be able to see and we'll be cheering you on for sure. Thank you again for taking time to chat with me. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, and we will chat soon. Thanks, Elania. Thanks. Bye. Hi. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Closet Chronicles. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are interested in learning how to turn your own passions and creativities into profits and monetize your gifts and talents, I would love to help you. I have a business of style class that you can take in person if you're in Atlanta or virtually anywhere in the world. If you'd like more information, click the link at the end of each episode. and You can find out information, how to chat with me to learn how to grow and scale your business and not just let it be a hobby, but be able to actually build a thriving, sustainable business to support you and your family and your lifestyle doing what you love. I hope to chat with y'all soon. Take care. Bye bye.